may have a seat. Well, today is a very special day for me, personally, not because the nachos, though we will enjoy those later, but because a great friend of ours, Jason Garcia, is here. We have known each other for a few years, and he's going to help with the uh, commissioning service um, later on. Um, so we'll, we'll talk more about him later. <clears throat> our goal today is to be good. Him and I. That's our, that's our objective. Not to laugh too much during the service. But we're, we're, we're doing all right so far. So far. <laughs> so far. Not, not great, but so far so good. <laughs> Hey, I want to thank you uh, for welcoming and embracing Kyle last week. He spoke here. Great guy. Great friend. Uh, We've known each other for 20 plus years. And uh, hopefully he can come back here at least once a quarter. I'm hoping and praying. Uh, But he's a great guy. does a great job. And uh, anyways, thank you for what he said. You guys were friendly. And you welcomed him. And he said you're his words. He goes, that is a great church. Those are his words. So praise God. Love it. And then uh, just one more uh, mention. I'm so grateful uh, that Celebrate Recovery started here Friday night. It was great. It's a great night. And uh, every Friday, 7 o'clock, um, they'll be here. It's going to be a ministry of Christian Life Center now. Christian Life Church. Tom's, Tom's reprogramming me. Christian Life Church, uh, Friday night, 7 o'clock, uh, hurts, hang-ups, habits, addictions. It's a recovery program, and it's Christian-based. It's biblical-based. It really is what it means um, to receive the healing of God that we all get through salvation, to being rescued from sin. So if you know anybody who's experienced um, life uh, in that way right now, I want to encourage you to invite him to come on Friday night, 7 o'clock, to celebrate recovery right here at Christian Life Center. Uh, now, I'm, I'm going um, to do a part two of a message I did on March 19th. Now, some of you are saying, Chris, you didn't get hired until May 1st. That's right. But on March 19th, I was a candidate here, and I spoke a message based out of Daniel chapter 3, and I just simply titled it, Count the Cost. And ever since March 19th, I've been wanting to do a follow-up on that message. Uh, we covered part of, uh, if you know the story, Daniel 3, anybody know the story? Uh, three guys get thrown into this fiery furnace, right? And uh, by some miracle, they survive the fire. Uh, God rescues them, and, uh, and God's name is glorified. <clears throat> now, that, that's the very condensed version of the story. But I did the first part of that story on March 19th, and I want to do the second part here today. So count the cost. We're looking at Daniel 3, verse 26 through 30. And as I was, um, that that title, Count the Cost, is important because that's what uh, the three Hebrew men did. Uh, They counted the cost when they refused to bow down to an idol. They, they refused to bow down to the zeitgeist or the spirit of the world. They counted the cost because the cost uh, was going to be their life, right? 
Now, many times we don't we don't think that way. We're not in, in modern Christianity here in America. We don't think what's the price I'm going to pay if I stand up for God. I mean, let's just be honest. For for many of us, the price you're going to pay is you're you're going to get invited to less Christmas parties. Come on, let's be honest, right? <laughs> you're going to get shunned from a few of your social circles. Right, and I get that. I mean, I'm in the same boat. Uh, but in in this case, they literally were, they had to count the cost for their literal physical lives. Now that that idea of counting the cost, think, think of a ledger. Any math people in the room? Think of a ledger. Uh, think of writing. I don't know if you make, when you make decisions, you might make a list of pros and cons, and you got to make a big decision. Uh, or or maybe uh, if you're an investor. You, when you're making, uh, when you're counting the cost, you think of what's my return on the investment? What's the risk? And what's the potential return? Okay. So that's what we're talking about here when we talk about counting the cost. So I'm going to pick this up in verse 26 of Daniel 3. I'm just going to read through it. And as I read through it, I'm just going to highlight a couple of points. And the first one here in the first verse, I'm just capturing this. Um, when, when these three are referred to, by the king, Nebuchadnezzar, they're referred to as servants of the Most High God. That was a compliment. Everyone say compliment. The word servant of God from the king was a compliment. It, it, was, it was an expression of admiration. It, it was an expression of respect, of respect when he said that. And here's what he said. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. That they'd survived this furnace. There was a fourth person in there, an angel of God, or some say Christ, a messenger of God, was in there rescuing them from the fire. But he told them that they were servants of the Most High God. Now, we know, fast forward to the New Testament, Jesus said these words. He said, he did not come to be served, but what? You are most like Christ when you're serving God and serving others. Do you believe that today? You are most like Christ when you are serving God and when you are serving others. We know that's true. Jesus said, if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom of God, serve. Now, that's completely counterculture to our world. Our world, the, the more successful you are, the more you're being served by others. In the kingdom of God, the more successful you are, the more you're serving others. The story goes on in verse 27, 26, 27. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. They came out of the fire. So in this story, we see the protection and the provision of God. How many of you ever experienced God's protection or God's provision? It's so great when it happens. And it's so great when only God can do what you need. When only God can do what you need. I heard someone say this a long time ago. That where there's a need, God shows up. Where there's a need, God shows up. And there was a need here. And it says they came out of the fire. And the, the, set, the, the, the governing officials, basically, the advisors, crowded around them. They could not believe what they just saw. This was a miracle. 
and they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair on their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Now, do you remember the people that put them in the fire? The fire was so hot that they were just burnt up. The ones that threw them in the fire. But for the three Hebrew men, there was nothing as far as an impact of that fire on them. Now, you, you got to understand, this, this protection and provision of God is something that I believe if we align our lives with him and his word, I should put it this way. The more we align our lives with his word and his will, the more we'll receive the protection and the provision of God. He's not obligated to do it, but I believe he will do it the more we're living how he wants us to live. Do you believe that today? The more we're in the will of God, the more we align with the word of God, the more we're going to receive the protection and the provision of God. Now, this next point, as we keep reading the story, is God will rescue us, but even if he does not. This is one of my favorite parts of the story. One of my favorite parts of the story is the attitude of the three Hebrew men. They were like, God will rescue us, but even if he doesn't, we'll still serve him. Is that you today? Is that you today? Come on, how many of you know Christ followers where God didn't provide, God didn't protect, they took their bat and ball and they went home? Come on. Have you ever been there? Have you ever seen someone done that? God is the God who we serve, and we're serving him best when we're like, God, we trust you for your protection. We trust you for your provision. But even if you don't, we're still going to serve you. And there's a word for that. It's called faith. <laughs> oh, man, I'm ready to launch into a whole different message right now. That's called faith when we're trusting God. When God has a plan for us, that might be bigger and greater than we have even understand. And we're going to trust him even in the midst of difficult situations. But God will rescue us, but even if he does not. Now that word rescue, it's similar to the word salvation. Uh, but you got to understand this way. Oftentimes we, 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 we kind of try to figure out how to define salvation. What does it mean to be saved? What does it mean that God rescued us? You, you've got to think of it this way. And, and this... It's easy for me to get because these are these are like the movie genres I like when there's like somebody trapped behind en enemy lines and like the, the SEALs, you know, the black ops have to go in and rescue them. Anybody? Just me? Anybody? No, just me. A couple of you. No one's going to confess that here in church. Those are the movies and the stories I love, right? And, and, and in a similar way... When, when the Bible talks about God rescuing us or God saving us, you've got to think of it as an extraction. Because we're in enemy territory when we're dead in our sins. And he's coming into that territory and he's rescuing us and he's bringing us into the kingdom of God. Do you believe that today? It's an aggressive extraction that God has. Verse 28 the Bible says, then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God. Just imagine that. This is Nebuchadnezzar. This is the king of Babylon. Praising God. Because these three men stood their ground. Even though the risk was great that they would lose their life. They put their faith in God. 
whether he rescued them or not. And that brought these words off the lips of King Nebuchadnezzar. Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trust. Now, this is a this is the king talking. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any God except their own. Is that you today? Is that you today? And if it's not, don't you want to be that person? (laughs) I want to be that person. I want to be that person. Story goes on. We see about God's power is greater. In verse 29, it says, Therefore, this is the king speaking still, Therefore I, I decree that the people of any nation, now this part's a little aggressive, the people of any nation or language who says anything against the king, of Shad, uh, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, be cut into pieces and their houses be burnt, turned into piles of rubble. For no, now that's just, that's not the point part I'm emphasizing. But here's the part I'm emphasizing. Here's the, for no other God can save or rescue in this way. They stood their ground. No guarantee of being rescued. And from that came this amazing moment where God's name was glorified, even from the king of Babylon. Finally, in verse 30, a God promotes. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They already had good positions in the government, in exile in Babylon. Uh, but he promoted them in this province of Babylon. Now notice the promotion came after the testing. The promotion in God's will and God's purposes came after the testing. They passed the test. They passed the test. Uh, let me ask you just a quick question. I'm going to wrap up my part here, and then we're going to sing a song that Pastor Jason's going to come up. What's your response when you enter into and you realize you're being tested? And by the way, God will never tempt you, but he will test you. <laughs> and God will test you over and over and over and over. Anybody? And over and over and over Why? Because he wants to promote you once you pass the test. That's what he wants to do. But what's your attitude when you enter test? Is it, is it, you know, how can I put this? How can I put this? I don't know. I don't don't want to say like, wah, 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 you know. Complain. Call your friends. Come on. Or is it, okay, God, another test. God, I trust you. Even in this moment, I don't like, I trust you in this moment. We're going to get through it with God. James, write these words. I'm going to wrap my part up here. He says, to consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, i got to confess. Do I always like, am I always like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But I want to be. I want to trust them, even in difficult moments. 
trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith. Now, he's making an assumption here. They know this. You know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may mature and, and, uh, and complete and be complete. Not lacking anything. Is that who you want to be today? Not lacking anything. We read about these three because they passed the test. They stayed their ground. They would not bow down to an idol. They would not bow down to the zeitgeist or the spirit of the world. Let me pray for you. And then the team's going to come up. One more song. And we'll continue from there. Father God, thank you so much. Every person in this room. God, thank you so much for this great story of uh, these three Hebrew men who were confronted with the proposition to either bow down or lose their lives. And God, they put their faith in you. They put their trust in you. God, whether you rescued them or not, they were not going to bow down. Father, I pray that that spirit will be right here at Christian Life Center, Christian Life Church. God, I pray that spirit will embody who we are as a local church. God, not just us, but all churches in this county, Father God. God, I pray you will just bring a strength, a power, a dynamic of what we read here in Daniel 3 to us this very day. You're the same God today, yesterday, and forever. God, we trust you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.